Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual. My co-host Paddy is still away, although good news, he should be back for our next episode. Today, uh, we're going to uh, continue looking at recruitment. Recruitment is a numbers game. If you want to make a great hire, it doesn't work to only interview two or three candidates. There's a good chance that all three candidates won't be that great. You need a great, you need a bigger pool. And as a general rule, the bigger the pool of people who want the job, the better your hire is going to be. Now, we learned this lesson the hard way and have worked hard to improve our entire recruitment process to give us a large pool of great candidates to choose from. And the results have been pretty good or even amazing. I mean, we get over a thousand applicants uh, for each role, uh, particularly uh, which is something we look for, particularly in roles like developer roles. And this isn't because we're a household name. We're not. (laughs) It's rare that uh, when we hire someone that they've heard of us before reading about the job. So in this episode, I want to share how uh, doing this, how getting lots of candidates helps to de-stress our business and how you can get a large volume of great candidates into your own recruitment funnel. So let's start off with what's the stress that having a large pool of candidates solves? So the first thing is that uh, when you have a large pool of candidates and you do your filtering and qualifying and so on to to get the right person, and we'll talk in future episodes about uh, how to do that efficiently uh, and, and do a really good job of that, but the, the first thing is that when you've started with that number of candidates, you can be a lot more confident of whether you've got the right person, which is a common source of stress in the recruitment process is, have you got the, the, the right person in the role at the end? And particularly in those first few weeks or months, when little things go wrong, you start to second guess yourself and whether or not this, you know, this was the right hire and you know, have you made a mistake? If you've only chosen from a small pool of candidates, the likelihood A is higher, but B, you haven't even got the comparison to be able to say, well, you know, at least I reviewed 100 and they were the best out of 100. Instead, you're saying, well, I reviewed three and they were best of three, which isn't great. And that which leads us on to another source of stress, which is feeling like you have to pick the least worst person. I've spoken to a number of business owners who their their recruitment processes uh, are in such a state that they feel like it's not about picking the best person or even an A player for the role. It, they basically have to just pick someone that's not going to be a problem for them. And that's a really bad state uh, to be in. You really want to have lots of great candidates applying for you and therefore you can pick the, the best talent. And uh, that absolutely is possible. And re- when you do that, it reduces that stress around uh, feeling like you know you, you could be making a really bad uh, hire. Note that if you do make a bad hire, that causes a lot of stress too. So you've got the impact on, uh, uh, firstly, uh, the manager and, the, and or you as the leader who has the stress around, you know, I've made a bad hire and uh, the impact and, and worrying about the impact that's going to have on the business and how are you going to exit them from the from the business and when do you do that and so on. Have you got enough evidence to draw that conclusion? Uh, that's stressful. Then you've got for the team, you know, you've hired someone to hopefully uh, reduce 
uh, their, their workload or at least deliver the results that you want in the business. And if they're not able to do that, they will just be a parasite on the time that your team has got and the energy. And as a result, they'll, they'll perform worse and it'll be really stressful for, for everyone involved. You've also got the, um, the impact on the, on the wider business. You, by hiring someone, you're taking on a cost. And if you're not then get quickly getting the results from that because you've made a bad hire, because you didn't have many people to choose from, uh, then that's quickly going to become really stressful as you'd start to wonder why you've bothered because you'd have had a better profit margin if you had just failed to hire at all. Then you've got the stress of if you then do get rid of them, you've then got to start all over again. And in my experience, when uh, as business leaders, we've said, right, you know, it's time to hire, the team's busy and so on. Sometimes the team can be a little bit reluctant to kick off recruitment because they feel like that's going to take up a lot of their time, particularly because at some point in the recruitment process, the team and the head of that team are going to need to do some interviews and, and so on. And that takes their time. And of course, you're, you're recruiting and partly because they're busy. So they'll be reluctant anyway. If the process then fails and you have to get rid of a bad hire and then you have to kick off that process again, you, the resistance will massively increase. And so then you've either got to try and overcome that resistance or you'll agree, oh, well, yeah, perhaps we'll wait a bit longer and, uh, and so on. Wait till we're around the next bend of being busy, which, of course, doesn't really come. That's, you know, the, the being around the next bend is, a, is often caused by hiring and getting them up to speed and having the resource. So that's the, the stress that you then feel is that you'll be reluctant to get rid of them, but then it's the right decision and then you've got to kick off the recruitment process and then that's stressful, even more stressful because you've had a failed hire. So there's lots of causes that not having enough candidates in the top of your, your funnel when it comes to recruitment um, can cause. And so, um, so how do we address this? How do we avoid this? And uh, one of the terms that I like to use and to refer to to think about this is good recruitment is like good marketing. So first, one of the things we've already talked about uh, that is common across both recruitment and marketing is that it, to some extent, it's a numbers game. You need a decent number of people in the top of the funnel, which again is a concept exists in both recruitment um, and marketing. You need a large number that go in the top so that you can naturally filter down uh, so that you end up with uh, good candidates. And the, uh, there's loads of parallels that I can draw, particularly when we get into the process of filtering and, and qualifying and so on. But if we start that very top, um, a lot of the principles of how do you get so many candidates in the top of the funnel are the same as with marketing. How do you get so many leads in the top of your funnel? Or how do you get so much traffic at the top of your funnel? So we'll talk about, uh, I'm going to, I'll cover some of the, the specific things that we do so that we get so many candidates, so that we you know, uh, can get over a thousand uh, candidates. So one of the first things that we do is we get clear on one specific role that we're hiring for. So in, in marketing terms, this is don't try and advertise to everyone in the world that might plausibly come and work for you in any role. You need to be really clear on who's your target audience and what the offer is. Same for recruitment. It's who are we, what's the specific role, specific skill set, specific type of person and skills and so on that we're looking for. And so we get really specific about that. The second thing that we do that not all businesses can do, but a lot more should be considering, and particularly post-COVID, is that we hire remotely. 
which avoids pretty much any location constraints. There's still some around time zone and there are some countries that are absolute pain to hire in. So as a result, we uh, do exclude those. But generally, we're able to hire in most countries around the world. And as a result, uh, we have team members that are based in uh, Venezuela, US, Canada, uh, Sweden, Spain, UK, Kenya, India, and probably some other areas that I've uh, missed. And um, that we, don't, we do that partly. It provides some time zone coverage. But actually, it's more about the um, the ability that we have to get lots of amazing candidates on the top of the funnel and then select everyone equally. You know, we don't prioritize a particular location um, because we think it might be lower cost uh, to hire and you know, uh, low expectations on salary. We try and, you know, we pay everyone um, uh, competitively and against benchmarks, which as it turns out means that there's not actually that huge a difference. There's um, a bit uh, higher in the US, but generally, generally everywhere else is, is pretty similar um, but we do that not because of cost but we do it so that we can get the best talent and so that allows us to uh, cast the net really wide and, and end up with a lot of applicants from lots of interesting places uh, which is also really good for diversity in the company as well which I, I really really appreciate um, the third thing that we do is we identify the things that make us special us as an employer in the same way as if we're looking at the marketing side it's like what's your brand what's the your unique selling points how are you going to communicate that the same applies for you as an, an employer what are the things that make you special um, one aspect of this is your core values and so what we um, we have five core values and uh, there's a couple of our core values that combine really well uh, to to create quite a compelling proposition which is number one core value, which is focus on impact. We're all about the outcome and delivering real value and so on. So people come to work with us that they want to make an impact. They want things to matter. They want their, um, their input to make a real difference and they want that to be recognized and that they can see that. You know, they don't want to just turn a handle and have no idea whether it's delivering value on the other end. And then our fifth core value is enjoy the journey. So we're all about making sure that we don't just think, oh, well, one day everything will be great. One day we'll hit success and so on. We've got to enjoy the journey all the way along. And so those are two core values that most businesses out there don't have as core values. And uh, and so people who share those and, and believe passionately about, yeah, those are things that I really subscribe to. We become a, a good fit or a better fit for. Right. Another thing that we uh, have as a big benefit in our favor is the opportunity to work in a small and rapidly growing company where people can learn loads and make a huge impact. So uh, it, it, you know, lot, there's lots of big organizations you can work for, but uh, uh, you know, working in small organizations is, uh, is more challenging to find those. And of course, rapidly growing and the ability to learn and so on um, isn't available. So we make sure that that's really clear. Um, we also advertise that we uh, grow profitably. We're not funded and loss making and therefore there's not high stress involved in being part of the business as to do we get the next funding round and so on. And so that that helps reduce people's stress and um, aligns nicely with our core value of enjoy the journey. And you've also got the opportunity uh, when working uh, with us at working directly with successful entrepreneurs who have built businesses in the past and got a lot of experience. So that's something that we make sure that we uh, advertise. Um, we've also got our wider benefits package, which uh, includes 
uh, as part of our enjoy the journey value we provide 40 days holiday that's four zero um to everyone that, that works in our team um because it's in alignment with those values uh, or particularly enjoy the journey and it's what we want as entrepreneurs so we provide it to everyone um, and there's various other benefits that we uh, that we provide, including although we're a remote company, we have an annual meetup once a year where we get everyone together. The last one that we had uh, in earlier this year was in Athens. Fly everyone out, uh, get them all together for a few, a few days. Um, and people value those things. There are remote jobs out there that people do where they don't do that. And as a result, they don't get some of that connection and so on. So again, we're being really clear about what we provide. Um, in terms of compensation, you know, we, we provide a compensation package that's generous for people who prioritize work-life balance over money. Uh, we don't try to be um, uh, top. We tend to go for 50th percentile, so right in the middle. Um, but for someone who's getting the other benefits, like it's, it's then, you know, uh, a fair pay. But then we take all of those things, all those things that make us special and different, and we create an advert that really sells this message. And that goes all the way through the detail. You know, in the advert, we have all this information, our core values, our, you know, our background and why people liked working with us, the, uh, the compensation package, the, all, the wider benefits and so on are all in the advert for them to see. And that goes right through into the, the title of the advert itself. You know, we, don't, we don't just put an advert that says mid-level developer uh, in, a, in JavaScript, Node.js and, and React. Um, instead, we'll focus on what's the message that we want to put in there. What's the the right person? You know, a little bit like again, like marketing. It's like what's the headline that we want to that we should use to attract the right people. And so, um, we'll use an ad, uh, an ad title like "Join our remote team and enjoy work life balance as a full stack developer." And then JavaScript, Node.js, and React. And what that does is it means that people who are looking for a remote team, they want work-life balance and they want to work full stack. Those are things that they can see. Ah, yes, I can get that if I go and work at Air Manual. Uh, and as a result, our advert stands out versus others that aren't, um, that aren't focused on the, uh, the unique differences that, that make that, that, that job more attractive. And of course, we then take that advert and we get it out there. We put it in as many places as, uh, as we feel um, uh, or, or as many places as we need to, to, frankly, to get the number of applicants we want. And uh, we use a variety of places uh, based on where we believe our ideal candidates hang out. Exactly the same as marketing. If you're looking to market and get your product out there, you need to work out where does your ideal customer hang out and get the message in front of them. Same applies for recruitment. So if we're looking at, for example, developers, we'll look at, okay, where are our ideal candidates for these developer roles? Where are they hanging out? What are the sites that they're on online? What are the events that they're attending online or in person or whatever it is? And so we'll look at how do we get our advert in front of them. And typically, we'll try a few different things. We'll normally use uh, two or three channels that have worked for us in the past, plus one or two that we haven't tried yet. And we'll measure the results. And then next time, we know which ones are getting us the best results in terms of good fit candidates. We'll repeat those. We'll replace the ones that didn't with uh, new ones. And we'll keep on iterating exactly the ways you would in marketing. You use the channels that work with you the, for you in the past. You try some new ones and you keep on iterating. And note that uh, when we're looking for people for our sales roles, we advertise in different places than we would for the developer roles in exactly the same way. So... 
uh, uh, and we keep on adding more and iterating until we're getting really large numbers of candidates. And for many roles, um, we're talking certainly hundreds and in some cases, particularly developers, we're looking for over a thousand. Uh, I seem to remember in one particular recruitment cycle, uh, I calculated that we were, uh, as a percentage, you were more likely to get into uh, Harvard than you were into into our business <laughs> based on the number sheer number of candidates, um, which meant, of course, that we were very confident uh, when we uh, when we then made the hiring decision that that we'd made a really good decision. And uh, it turns out that yeah, the hiring decisions have been really really good, and we've been really happy. Um, uh, we certainly haven't had a, a bad hire in developer roles. Uh, I'm trying to think whether we've had bad hires in other areas. Uh, not not since we've put in uh, the um, processes and and getting a large number of candidates as we as we do now so uh so that's how we get uh, over a thousand candidates uh, typically for some roles in some cases we'll be happy with 50 plus um or or hundreds but i would feel really uncomfortable if i was getting any fewer than 20 or 30 candidates for a role and uh, i'd feel stressed that i'm probably not going to get a good cl- uh, good candidate that I'm going to be forced to pick from the least worst one uh, that, that we might end up with a bad hire and the impact that that has that we might then have to get rid of them and as a result repeat the whole process again which is incredibly stressful and so you don't want that instead you want to get really specific on what you're uh, hiring for get a really good understanding of what it is that's specific about you as an employer that you can offer and then make sure that you get that message out as effectively as you can that's in line with your values and your brand and so on so that you can make sure that you get as many people seeing that advert and being interested and as a result registering their interest in uh, in being a candidate. So that's how to do that and in subsequent episodes we'll cover what next. How do you then take an interested candidate through a process that's efficient, even with over a thousand candidates, uh, to end up with some really awesome ones at the end uh, and hopefully someone that you can hire. So look out for those in future episodes. Now, as regular listeners will know, we also run a weekly webinar on how to free up 15 hours per week and remove the constant stress of running a business without slowing down growth. And indeed, some of the things that we've talked about in terms of being able to recruit at scale and then onboard people are really important blockers uh, to growth because if you haven't got that then w- when you need to hire which is often when you're busy uh, you'll really struggle to so um, check out that that webinar it's typically every Wednesday at 1pm UK time you can find out more and register at www.airmanual.co forward slash webinar and if I can also make a request please uh, do reshare uh, this episode if you found it really useful or interesting Uh, share it on social media let other people know if you know people that are perhaps struggling with recruitment struggling with number of candidates I know it's a big issue at the moment for people uh, with a a sort of um, uh, what they call the kind of employee or candidate market where uh, there's a shortage of talent out there and yet still when we're doing recruitment we're able to get large numbers of candidates so if you know people or you yourself are having this kind of issue I hope you found this uh, episode useful please do share it with others share some of perhaps the key lessons that you learned uh, or post as as comments and and like it and so on Uh, it really really helps us reach more people and if you're listening to this on the podcast please do uh, just take one minute to leave an honest review where uh, so that other people can can see the podcast and and get more value from it because ultimately that's what we want to do we want to help people uh, to reduce stress in their business and we want to do that for as many people as possible okay thank you Uh, otherwise until next time have fun (laughs) 